Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, Kevin started leading a new team, so we talk about some of the challenges he's facing. Our thanks to Envision Studio for sponsoring this week's episode. the knee thing uh you know what a tendonitis is i think you should explain it for the listeners <laughs> you're on your knees your muscle connect to the knee and kneecap through tendons right at every extremity of a muscle there are tendons tendons are like these like elastic bands basically that stretch and whatnot right mm-hmm. so a tendonitis is when you uh tear those tendons ah. like you basically get like they get in they get bruised, whatever, they need to heal. Um, right. So, and tendonitis is usually, like, the more you get, the more prone you are to to get them again, right? And um, so, back in the day, I used to play basketball for a long time when I was younger. And uh, there's this thing called, like, very common uh, people who jump a lot, so basketball, uh, to get these ten- tendonitis in the knee, <laughs> whatever. So, I was out for a run, and it was, like, a, the perfect storm of things there was a to, storm to make this happen no there was not a storm but like, oh wow. a perfect storm of events I'm of, of now. things happening <laughs> so first i hadn't run in like two weeks or i ran once in two weeks because of the heat wave like i just couldn't do it so mm-hmm. i wasn't right so i was out of uh, momentum of shape um <laughs> then uh like I, I i ran on like a very not good surface like a very uneven surface That's so basically anywhere in portugal <laughs> touche um and all of that coupled to the fact that i was like i wanted to run faster because i stupid me is like so because i don't i haven't run in a while let me make it worth and like <laughs> let me really push it <laughs> harder better faster stronger yeah all right so i just i i want to run like uh 10 kilometers which is usually not a lot to what i'm used to uh, because I want to run 10K, I was like, well, if we're going to run just 10K, then at least do it faster. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, around like a five five minutes per kilometer, uh, which is, I'm usually around like 520, 515. So it was like faster than I'm used to. Um, and so I ran five kilometers. So it was my, the point of turning back. Uh, <laughs> and my knee started to hurt. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop here because I'm five kilometers away from my car i'm not gonna like walk 5k <laughs> so i pushed it and i pushed it and i just mm. kept pushing and it, the pain like was really very gradual so the the longer i ran under the pain the the you know more pain i felt <laughs> so by kilometer eight i was like limping <laughs> i was like oh, no. oh just two more kilometers oh my god and by kilometer nine so only only one kilometer left i just had to stop i couldn't you need to listen to your body more (laughs) i know man that was no i mean in hindsight it was very reckless i was like well it hurts but then you know it heals (laughs) as you know everything so yeah i pushed it really hard and then uh once i got home took a shower basically i just cooled down uh that's where the pain really kicked off and then i couldn't bend my knee Mm. or stretch my knee i couldn't move my knee and I was like, well, shit, now I have to wait and this will get better. And then after one day, it it 
it didn't get better. It only got worse. So I'm like, all right, let's go to the hospital. And I got uh, some steroids on me, on my knee. And I got some uh, some some drugs. So I am very, Damn. very sleepy because I'm under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So if I fall asleep halfway through the episode, it's fine. It's because of drugs. Uh, and yeah, I don't know how long this will take. Do you know so, what uh, my kind doctor... of drug that you're having? Oh, it's like anti, uh, I don't know, just to, to heal oh, okay. bruises, whatever. But it gets me really sleepy for some reason. Hmm. Um, I have some painkillers. <laughs> um, so we'll check in on you. If I, <laughs> if I talk for too long, we'll wake you up. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so my recommendation this week is <laughs> listen to your body. And painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should try it. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so yeah, now no running for... I, I honestly don't know. My doctor said two to four weeks. Well, I asked like how long it'll take for me to get to, to get better. And he said two to four weeks. I'm like, well, that's not that bad. It'll be at least four weeks. <laughs> but then I read online, it's like four to six months. Oh. So, I mean, there's a big disparity here. Like <laughs> the, clearly this, they can't, you know, they can't be talking about the same thing. So I think it's like two to four weeks to not feel any pain and probably like two months before I can run again. So I don't know. Right. We'll see. Yeah. This or maybe your like doctor was uh, sugarcoating it too much. <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> speaking of sugarcoating and speaking of our last episode, um, but, uh, but I wanted to check in on the layout redesign your website month because, um, you know, the, the line is over and, um, we're not on the website the redesign your website month anymore we're no we've just embarked on the redesign your website year <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um as a uh, as a good student you know or a bad student probably i was uh just hoping a real that student the deadline would pass by and then the teacher wouldn't notice <laughs> <laughs> Here's where it gets tricky. You time. are the teacher in this. I, I guess I am. Um, so yeah. So uh, new deadline for everyone. The deadline is whenever I'm done with my website. <laughs> then the, that seems then the fair. assignments are due. Um, yeah. Until then, <laughs> you have a pass for this week and maybe next week. Um, but joking aside, I am uh, making pretty good progress on my website. Um, trying to do a little bit of work on it every day um there's just so many things <laughs> to do that i didn't realize uh writing content is really hard um and writing like these long case studies and like all my case studies are kind of sort of art directed in a way like i write them and then i lay them out in sketch first and then turn that into the set of react components that make up the page um, so that's pretty time consuming. I've also been discovering the limitations of CSS grids, which has been not fun. Um, so yeah, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's just, I'm not used to it enough. Uh, and I think I was talking about this last week, so I don't want to repeat it, but, um, yeah, creating like a non standard grid, like basically a grid with like elements that are differently sized in different positions makes it really hard uh to reuse the grid so it basically basically it's possible for you to like define like your each item which part of the grid it's using but then the thing is like 
I want to lay out, for example, like six items and then ha- just have that layout be repeated. And I haven't been able to figure out how to do that yet. <laughs> so I'm kind of stuck right now. Um, trying to like read through online and stuff like that. So that's why it's been uh, progressing a little bit slower than I would have liked to. Um, I still think like I've got most of the skeleton there. It's just like ironing out a lot of the kinks, like figuring out what should happen on the iPad because iPad is always annoying to design for. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff. So send me a send me a deploy preview link or something so I can. Yeah, I mean, I posted one in the um, in the oh, spectrum. Right. Uh, right. I haven't. I don't think I've updated it uh, since yesterday. Let me see. That's all right. Well, I can do that. Now. Um. So, but I mean, uh, here's here's something that I would like to do, and uh, maybe I'll edit this out because I haven't um, <laughs> talked to Kevin beforehand. So, <laughs> if Kevin hates this idea, I'll edit this out. You'll never hear this. Um, <laughs> so, something I would love to do, since um, this was a thing, you know, it was a whole month, uh, and it's still ongoing, but it was it was a process, it was an adventure that we all uh, been through. Uh, in in a way or another, um, and a lot of people were slash are involved in this as well, which was great. I still I'm still uh, blow away by, <laughs> by the <laughs> uh, shout out to anyone who gets the reference. Yeah, you're all I, blow I'm, away. I'm, yeah, I, it's it's blow away the reaction. Customer sat the, is off the charts. No one understands what we're talking about. Anyway, I'm really no, happy to I'm see sure everyone. I'm sure at least one person understands what we're talking about. At least one. Good morning. Um, so I, I'm, uh, I, I'm really surprised and so happy to 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 see everyone who joined in and and wrote either on uh, Spectrum uh, or Twitter. And so one thing that I would like to do is uh, we can probably dedicate a whole episode, um, like doing like a retro of this whole of this whole uh, idea. So maybe we could. Uh, if some of the listeners that that participated uh, in in this whole thing, if you want to call in and and do like a like touch base, see what, what we what were the challenges, um, how do we feel about it, uh, if we were able to uh, you know deliver on time or not, <clears throat> Kevin, or like you know some of the challenges, what you learned, what you didn't, uh, what would you do different? So just like a quick retro on this whole thing, um, I think that that could be that could be fun. Yeah. That's a great idea. Oof, let's okay, do it. I don't have to edit this out now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's we'll 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 try to get to we'll try to make this happen. Uh, so stay tuned. One thing that I want to do too is uh, do some sort of gallery or something where we have all of them, so people can go in and then see all the websites, and it's like a way to feature all, everyone that participated and a way to kind of immortalize the that moment where we all. Uh, change our websites together so uh we'll try to we'll try to get right on that <laughs> because uh because kevin haven't finished his website but he's taking a new side project <laughs> well i didn't redesign my website for this thing so maybe i could get that website going sure yeah that'd Gallery. be awesome yeah okay um yeah no for sure so i don't know what i'm gonna want to try to do is finish it as soon as possible and i'm kind of wondering if i should set myself another deadline like this i think so. stretch well, goal. historically deadlines didn't mean a lot to you 
<laughs> shade. Um, so I don't know how effective they were. <laughs> hey, I tried really hard, okay? It's just that I'm okay. really, really busy. Um, All right, Kevin. So I'm giving you a deadline. Maybe if, if someone else imposes a deadline on you, it's more effective. But so I'm kind of thinking this- like the most acceptable deadline that I can think of is like end of August. I'm thinking middle of August, so 15th of August. Well, that's not You don't want to do, because you had a whole month, you don't want to do like, well, I'll double that. No, so no, just like no, no. That's, that's, not, that's just not possible. Like, that's just not going to happen. That's, that's a, a whole week. Yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> okay. Dude, you have well, no idea. Like, I organize meetups and events. I have uh, things I have to, to be at at night. I have lots and lots of things going on. Um, so and my weekend, my weekends are very, very busy. So, um, yeah. So I will. Okay, here's what I'll commit to. I'll commit end of August. I will be done for sure. My goal <laughs> and aim is to be done before that. But mm-hmm. end of August, there will 100 for sure. I promise. Be a website live on. There should be consequences if you can't. You know, cool. Yeah. Okay. Write us in. Write us in. Tell us the what the consequences are if I don't make it on All time. Right. Okay. This can be know. fun. Yeah. Let us know uh, on Twitter. Make like make something fun, like not something impossible for us to realize. Um, <laughs> something that you think. No, 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 not us. You. You have to do something. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but <laughs> I'm thinking like it'd be fun if there would be some sort of like interactive element to it. Like it shouldn't just be mm. like. I don't know. You have to not use the internet for for a day. Like nobody cares, right? Like um, I don't know. It would have to. It would have to be something that like we can entertain people with, <laughs> either through like a live video thing that we that we do, or I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking now. I'm getting excited about this challenge. <laughs> that's like that's maybe, the opposite of going to uh... have the opposite effect. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, well, actually, that would be kind of fun. It should be something that you really don't want to do, so that will make you comply and like adhere right, to, the, right. to the deadline. So, so what would I really hate doing? It's not a reward. That's a good question. What would I hate? I feel like I feel like everyone who listens to the show knows me better than I know myself. So I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll you'll come up with. Well, that. let's see. Hey, listeners, uh, tweet us at Layout FM. Uh, what what should be the what do you call it? consequence penalty i think it's more like a punishment punishment Punishment. not really a consequence like what what should the punishment be (laughs) and uh hopefully something that it will be funny to everyone but kevin (laughs) yes so that he really doesn't want to do it but we all kind of wish he doesn't (laughs) yeah um oh one thing that would be totally horrifying to me would be not being able to use my credit card for a week (laughs) And have to carry around cash. <laughs> like no, but that's not funny to uh, us. But that's not funny to, to you world. guys. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But it yeah. would be totally horrible I'm thinking to more like you're going to have to tweet something embarrassing or whatever. Oh, that's that's do, where my mind is. Do at. I have to tweet like a, a pooping thing? Like nothing damaging <laughs> to know, your to, yeah, brand. Something. My, my brand. Kind of embarrassing. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, so next week we'll probably have some follow up on this. And uh, speaking of follow up, we should be done with it because we have to move on because we have a show to get to. But but before we do, do you want to tell us uh, something that is pretty pretty cool? Yeah. 
So I want to tell you about Envision Studio. Envision Studio is the world's most powerful screen design tool that brings together design, prototyping, animation, collaboration, all in one place. With seamless connection to the Envision cloud, it's easy to take your ideas and turn them into great products with just one connected workflow. So Envision Studio was created by working closely with um, some of the world's best design teams and finding inspiration in how they create beloved digital products. So unlike legacy tools that were built for graphic, static, and print design, Envision Studio was built specifically for a new generation of designers like you who are uh, creating specifically for the screen. So Envision Studio creates a new visual language for designers to collaborate with the rest of the team um, that's involved in the uh, product design process. It's giving them a way to easily convey their ideas and quickly get stakeholder buy-in. Um, so it's used by design teams at Zendesk, Uber, Salesforce, Shopify. We use it. We love it. Um, so many teams are using Envision Studio for rapid prototyping, advanced animation, and collaborative features for their digital product design needs. So um, you should really check it out. Um, it's available now in early access. It will be free forever, which is super awesome. So where do you go to find out more about Envision Studio? You go to envisionapp.com slash studio. That's envisionapp.com slash studio. Our thanks to Envision Studio for sponsoring this episode of Layout. So you messaged me this morning uh, and you you told me that you, um, so you're design lead, so you, you lead <laughs> designers and you recently um, moved, uh, well, not say if you moved, but you took over as a lead of another team, a different team. Um, and I can imagine that, you know, that comes with its own set of challenges and problems uh, and sort of like some things that are novelty to you right uh yeah for sure so before you even start uh, something that wasn't clear just from that message because i wanted to save it for the show when you say that you 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 started leading a different team do you also are still leading your uh current uh, old team or are you effectively leading two teams or are you just switched yes yeah so i just no i just added on one more team to the array of teams <laughs> Uh, that I'm leading. I see. <laughs> so um, it is, yeah, there's a lot of challenges that are coming with this. So first one, obviously, like I went from leading a single team to leading multiple teams. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it like requires kind of a shift in thinking because like now my worldview is like extends way beyond what I was doing with the checkout team before. Um, and the new team that I'm leading is uh is called hatchful it's basically a set of tools for uh, new entrepreneurs to uh basically help them kind of take the idea um from like a very early stage and turn it into something so basically before people are ready to use shopify um so the main tool and main main product is a uh, logo maker app um so it is an app for ios for android uh, and on the web as well. Um, so the project already existed. The product exists for about a year. The team has been working on it for about a year. Um, and I just, like, there was recently a kind of a shift 
um, in where that team sits in the product areas at Shopify. And then um, it kind of made sense for me to kind of take on as the the lead for that, that team. Um, but that's like that, that's not the interesting part, I think. Um, so, but what's, what's interesting is that, um, the stuff that I was doing for, for example, checkout, uh, was web only. Um, it was like very, um, like direct, like product design, but more at a Mm -hmm. platform level. So we would design the checkout experience that is then used by thousands and thousands of merchants uh, and they can customize it and do all that stuff. Whereas Hatchful is more something that we have 100% control over, right? Like we designed the full experience from beginning to end. Um, Also the team I'm based out of Montreal. The team is based out of Toronto. So I'm a remote Uh being a remote lead, uh, which is, I think (laughs) like some, like a big challenge that, um, that I'm facing. Um, and like, honestly, I've had, I've had a few remote leads in my career before and I've never had a good experience. I've never had a bad experience, but I've had the really absent lead who is basically like not, not like basically not doing anything for me. Uh, which, so I knew what I didn't want to do, um, which like surprisingly uh, like almost gives me a lot of knowledge as to like what makes a good remote lead because I've had these experiences before and I know like okay I should avoid doing this I should avoid this pitfall I should avoid that um but I didn't really have like a good model to base myself on um and so when I kind of started that process of like becoming the lead so like meeting the team for the first time like the product already existed and i had heard of it but i wasn't mega familiar with everything um so i had to kind of in a strange way onboard onto this new team like five years into being at shopify (laughs) um which was really interesting like i i i felt in a sense privileged to be able to do that because it it like I think we talk a lot about like change and thriving on that change and really like trying to seek these new experiences and and for me it was like one way to do that to feel uncomfortable again feel like there's this like whole product that I know almost nothing about in this completely new area that I know almost nothing about and so I was meeting with different people, like trying to get context on the product, like using it a ton, trying it on the different platforms, that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the first things that I felt was this imposter syndrome again, uh, Uh-oh. which was really interesting <laughs> um, because, you know, like you're on a team for like almost five years or more than five years in my case. Um, like, sure, there are moments where there are things that are, like, unexpected or, like, you're growing, you're uh, tra- transitioning from an individual contributor over to more of a lead. But it felt, I felt, like, way more comfortable in that environment than I was now in this, like, whole new area. And I really had the question of, like, do I have something to bring here? Um, and, hmm. like, can I, like... Uh, where do I fit in to basically this 
this bigger picture and it caused me to question myself like am i a lead a good lead on checkout because i have so much context and i've been working on that project for so long and i know like everything inside inside out about checkout experiences like i I know all of them. I can like tell you the pros and cons of all the different flows that exist, like all that stuff. Like it's just hardwired into my brain. Um, whereas with like the logo making process, like that's not something that I'm an expert at. I'm also not great at branding, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, like, do I have something really to bring here? Um, How big is the team? Like design? The, the team's yeah. fairly small. So design wise, it's, uh, one full-time designer, one intern designer, um, and then uh, one uh, uh, contractor who basically designs the logos that are used inside mm. the app. I see. Um, so pretty small team design-wise, but uh, one thing that kind of added on to kind of the imposter syndrome for me is everyone on that team is amazing. Like everyone is so good so talented um that it was almost like hey like <laughs> what do you guys need <laughs> like seem like right. you've got everything figured out like everyone's super independent like knows like where they're going what they're trying to do like involved at many different levels so it's so overwhelming like immediately to be like oh my god like there's so much going on and they know what they're doing did they had a previous lead before they did yeah or yeah they did Right. So did you have like a like a onboarding or whatever from the previous lead? Yeah. Yeah, I okay, I've had so. a few conversations with him. Um and <laughs> I mean that's that's always like obviously you should always do that. And my goal coming into this was like I want to make sure that the people on on the team don't feel like they're losing any progress that they've made and that I'm able to like carry through some of the goals that they they've been having some of the like objectives that they've been doing uh, working on and that kind of stuff um so that was definitely a priority that being said um i think different leads just have like different ways of very different ways of working um so <laughs> i don't know for me it was almost more like okay i see like i'm reading through like what you were working on that kind of stuff but i also want to get like my sense like my read on what the situation is um Mm. and see like if what i'm reading matches with what i'm seeing um so yeah and like basically based on the previous lead it was like yep like things are pretty good (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um so I was like, okay, all right. Um, and so getting context was really tricky. And I really empathize with everyone who joins new teams. Because again, I haven't mm-hmm. done that in a while. Um, but there was just so much going on. And it was really tough for me to get a grasp of what was going on. And so we tried different approaches. Um, and Richard, like the uh, full-time designer on, on the team, um, like, had this idea of like, hey, why don't I whiteboard everything that's in my brain? <laughs> Basically, like we'll sit in a room for two hours and then like write down every single thing that I'm thinking about. And that was such a great way to give context. I like cannot recommend it more. Um, and it might work 
better for different people than others, but, um, or for some people than others, but for us, it worked so well. So for him, it was really about like, okay, how do I offload everything that I know, everything that I'm thinking of, which is a good thing to do, right? Like it's like the typical GTD kind of technique of like, right. okay, when you're, you have so much stuff that you're holding in it's your like brain, brain like, dump. that, yeah, like that's, yeah. that's stressful. Like you're, you're trying to remember everything, but then that's like, it's hard to, to keep track of all of that. So you want to like get it out, like get it out in a system, either a to-do list or a notebook or something like that. So in that case, it was a whiteboard. Um, so you just like started writing down like these big like topics or these big ideas or these questions. Um, and what was cool about having it all on the whiteboard is we could draw like connections between things of like, okay, how do we like, what is the logo making process? Like I'm looking into this, I'm investing that we have like these three different pieces that are happening at the same time. Like, how do we connect them? Like, how do we think about these things? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so very quickly in those like roughly two hours that it took us to <laughs> map everything out again he has a lot of stuff in his brain uh <laughs> um we uh after doing that i felt like okay i kind of know what's going on i still didn't know where i fit into this and okay. where i could add stuff no, but, but at least now you had an idea of what this person had on his plate yeah and now it's up to you like to to proactively come forward and say, Hey, I think I can help you with this one thing or with that one thing. And right. You know. Yeah. I mean, one of my first instincts was, you know what? Like I, and I'm also like kind of new to this. Let me just ask you, like, what do you need help with? Like what's, what's blocking you? What's stopping you from, from doing, achieving what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then we had a conversation about some of that, like some of the stuff that he was feeling as blockers and stuff like that. Um, and then what I did was um, basically try to see, like knowing everything that I knew up till then, like what was my uh, kind of fresh perspective on the project, on, on the problem? Um, so we had this, this kind of session where I was like, all right, I will be like 100% honest, okay, about everything. Like, um, so we talked about like stuff that I like about the product, but also stuff that I feel could be improved. Um, like some of, some of the stuff that we talked about were like, okay, I think the, our logos, they're okay, but they can be way better than this. Like they're not at the level that I would want them to be. Um, and I was like, do you agree <laughs> or do you not agree? I was like, yes, we agree. Okay, uh, cool. So, uh, but then, so it was like realizing, okay, like there are things here that are not optimal. Um, and it's not because like anyone on the team lacks the talent or lacks the, the desire to make things better. It was just like, okay, how do we figure out like, cause one thing that I realized um, without going too much into details about that, like it's a small team with like huge ambitions. So it's like, how do we leverage their work to be the most impactful um, without like spending so much effort um, that like, it just like prevents them from doing all the things that they want to do. So I was like, okay, like I can, I can help figure out like the systematic approaches for them to do great work and to, like just nudge them in like one direction here, like 
a few degrees here, a few degrees there. Um, so that at the end of the day, they're able to accomplish their goals and they're not working twice as hard to make that happen. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, like, and then like, I kind of felt better after doing that, after like seeing that it was like, okay, no, there are things that I know that I've like developed like over the past few years being a lead on checkout that can apply really well here um that i've like figured out how to like optimize teams how to um f like think about problems in a way that like sort of rallies a team around like a single vision like those kinds of things were things that i was bringing to the table um carrying that over from checkout and then being like using the fact that i'm a new person on the team to be like hey this is like the gut check from like the outside world in a sense of like, let me show you what I say, like the world basically thinks of the product because I don't really know why the decisions were made certain ways and stuff like that. And let me like question certain things and ask basically what's the, what's the thought behind that? Like what was the process? Like how did we end up here? Um, and so that was a really, um, really interesting discovery for me. It was like, okay, no, like you have, and it, it almost felt like it was the moment where I realized, okay, yeah, like you do know things <laughs> that are not specific to just the project, but you've developed a way of thinking about things that can be applied to multiple projects or multiple teams, even like even outside of what I'd say, like my domain of expertise. Um, and even like at, throughout the logo design process, I'm like, look, I'm not a logo designer. Like I'm not, this is not my strength, but I think there's some things we can tweak here. Like, so for example, rather than looking at um, logos as a whole, like, and trying to like imagine, okay, let me think of five ideas for good logos. Um, we decided to shift into an approach that's more like, that's more thoughtful and we think of like a single vertical like we write like a, a little brief that says this is what the company would be this is what their market would be and then let's design a logo for that fake brand um so that the logos we can create have like are more rooted into something rather than just being like a nice something that looks nice visually um mm -hmm. so it, it like connects it to a purpose um so anyways those are just like small things um but it's been super fun working with that team. Like, again, like everyone's like so like just eager to do really great stuff. And like we have so many cool things planned um, that it, it, was, it was really fun. Uh, and also being a remote lead, like some stuff that for me were, were really important was like, look, if I'm going to be doing this, I can't I can't like half ass it, you know, like I have to go there often. I have to have them come to the office pretty often i want to connect them with lots of people that i know um throughout the company like make sure to give them those resources make sure that i dedicate time in my calendars that even if i'm not in the office that i'm like spending time to think about like vision and problems that we're facing with hatchful so right. i'm like dedicating time to them even if i'm not in the same room um so yeah it's all i mean it, it's only the beginning so we'll see if that 
kind of works out and maybe i guess we should should have richard on to uh tell us about <laughs> what he thinks of me as a as a remote lead but um so far i think it's been going pretty well it's been a, a really enjoyable experience so i have a couple of questions first uh when did you like start uh how long have you been leading the team um like a month or so maybe a little okay. bit more than a month how how would you say it has affected uh your previous slash still current team like your basically the load of work that you now have on your plate because you effectively doubled maybe not you know hour by hour and day but you effectively doubled your 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 reach right so i must have to assume that that well i didn't i didn't really double because i had um had like four reports on checkout plus um someone that i was mentoring from another team so wasn't exactly double but but yes i get your question um so well, double i mean it's two different projects and i have to have oh okay yes, yes. a lot more context right. a lot more yeah. you know not just the number of people you have to leave but right um yeah i mean that's definitely a challenge so uh one of the things that i was doing before on checkout was i obviously like over uh, was overseeing the entire um like all the projects that were happening uh, but i was also always kind of championing and leading a specific project so i would basically um do a lot of research on checkout and like competitive landscapes and like what the problems our merchants were having and i would basically like write a brief come up with like uh, like figure out what the problem it was that kind of stuff build out the team to ha- to solve that problem and then work really closely with the team uh until we ship the solution um so that was one of the things that i had to let go uh and stop doing so interesting it's like it's just not something that i can do anymore um but it's and but it's also like if i wanted even if i wanted to do these things with the amount of work that i'm doing right now i wouldn't be doing a good job <laughs> so um yeah so it means like now relying a lot more on each of the team members on my team uh which is great because a lot of them can take that that impact and i want them to to be able you know like take more responsibilities and own bigger areas so by me kind of uh splitting my focus a little bit it gives a lot of people space and room to grow and and fill these gaps that i may leave leaving behind last question i have for you you briefly touched on this on this topic um i don't want to want to press on it a little bit <laughs> a little bit more you you mentioned how you, you know, previously were leading a team on checkout, which was already a product that you know very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were there, like I don't know if from the early days, but yeah, pretty much know, for a long time. You yeah. have all the context, you have all the history, you have all the baggage. You know your ins and outs, um, and effectively, you were leading something that you owned in a way. Like yeah, you were comfortable leading that product. Yeah, right now. Uh, you know, it's not the case. So uh, I, the very interesting aspect of it is like, are you getting to know yourself? Like, are you a good lead, design lead, or were you just a good, <laughs> you know, checkout right. lead? Yeah. Because you're like that self-discovery 
I find it fascinating and it's something that you don't have a lot of opportunities in your career to really test and get to know. Like, you know, you may be designing websites for your whole career and then you all of a sudden have to design for VR and right. you're going to really know, uh, am I a good designer in general or I was just a good designer of websites, which, yeah. you know, it will also be fine. Uh, I mean, you're a specialist, but I, I feel like this is fascinating, this self discovery and like really get to know yourself um so uh, have, have, do you have any insight i know it's only been a month and you know you you mentioned imposter syndrome uh, i feel like that's supernatural but supernatural <laughs> not as in like supernatural super but like space super, natural so, you know space natural <laughs> right so uh but i don't know do, do you have any any you know insights there anything you've learned so far i wonder if we've talked about this before on the show um But there's this thing where, um, like, athletes are often often end up being really good at a lot of other things. <laughs> um, so it'll be, like, number one, like, runner or whatever. And then also ends up, end up being, like, almost, like, world champion at, like, Mario Kart or something like that. <laughs> you know? like, but it's, like, it's just, like, you know, that the the act of getting really good at one thing uh like gives you knowledge about that thing but it also gives you knowledge of how do i get really good at anything and so hmm. without like i'm not trying to compare myself with like an athlete or anything like that but that just the act of um working with this team and like building this team and leading it and growing it um kind of taught me how to get better at doing that regardless of what the context is um are you saying that being a good designer makes you a better mario kart player uh, is that what well, you're you know, trying to get to i think i'm pretty good at mario kart uh <laughs> <laughs> i can attest to that you i think you yeah you beat me in this, this um no, i have a lot of practice that. uh <laughs> but um but yeah so it was realizing that hey like you shouldn't be scared of trying new things and applying your skills to new areas because you'll be surprised by like how easily transferable those skills are. And it's so weird that of all people, I was doubting that because it seems like I, it's like so core to who I am. I find like this idea that, Hey, like as a designer, learning coding, learning writing, learning how to ask better questions, learning how to like, do all these things that these skills all end up feeding back into one another and just make you stronger. Um, so it seemed like, seems like that would have been obvious to me, but it wasn't. Uh, and I had to go through this to kind of discover that. Um, but, uh, well, although it's, that is true. I 100% uh, agree with that. And we talked about this several times. Um, But it's one thing to have all these other skills, complementary skills mm -hmm. that will help out and, and, and grow the designer, the developer, whatever in you, your core, uh, you know, responsibility in a way, which is something that it's like you are a designer. So learning how to code will uh, like broaden your horizons and your skill set and it will infer and you know it will make you a better designer in a way because all of this extra skills and knowledge that you have but when you are basically when you're responsible for that 
like I know how to write front end, I know how to write code in general, right? But if I would would be hired as a developer, like I built this one stupid game for the Apple Watch, and now I'm being hired as an Apple Watch iOS whatever developer, I would poop my pants, you know, because it's sure I have those skills in in in. Like maybe if I were hired to be a developer, my designer skills would also make me a better uh, developer in a way. But like it's a different set of expectations. Like all the these are complementary skills. They are not they're not to be seen as you know my main responsibility, main uh, area of focus. So I I can't understand like sure all of these skills are transferable and all, and you n- knew that. It's still very nerve-wracking to yeah. change context and, and, you know. No, for sure. And I also, like, it was weird to be feeling that imposter syndrome again. Um, one thing that, just that really it. helped me, though, is I knew what it was. And I, like, could recognize it and I could see it mm. and I could, like, point at, point at it. And kind of, it's, it's one of these things where it's like... Uh, at least for me, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but being able to recognize that and identify it is like a ha- like more than half the battle. <laughs> like as soon as I can like point at it and say like this is imposter syndrome, it loses all its power. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just like, okay, like I am feeling this way, but I know that it's not necessarily founded or that it's just my inner critic that's that's speaking up and let me actually try it and let me like give yourself more than two seconds before deciding that you're probably not good at this thing right (laughs) so yeah i mean we had i think we had a whole show about that it's like as soon as you identify as like hey buddy hi mr imposter syndrome how's it going um i see you so i'm just gonna you know, I'll let you be. You do your thing. Right. You know, you leave whenever you feel like you need to leave, <laughs> but I see you. So you have really no power over me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Exactly. So that's what happened. Well, um, keep us, uh, you know, up to date if you have any epiphany. And so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, a, it's uh, a, definitely know. a whole new challenge for me. So really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very happy for you. I mean, overall, it's like new challenges, it's new responsibilities. No, it's uh, it's always exciting and positive. I feel like. So congratulations on the, on the not the move, but on the change. <laughs> the addition. <laughs> yep. Nice. So um, yeah, cool. and also Thanks. I didn't know about that whole that project. So yeah, it's no pretty idea. neat. It's in the App Store. You can check it out if you need a logo. Although you're all probably designers, so <laughs> you could probably make your own logos. Um, but you can also check it out if you're if you're curious. See uh, Richard's awesome design work. We'll drop a link in the show notes. Cool. All right. All right. Should we get to side dishes? I don't know. Do we have side dishes? Are we full? Are we hungry? What's so going on full. in the design world? I don't even know. Um, Should we? Are we supposed to talk about React? I don't know. Do you want to talk about React? I mean, I've... No, I was just joking because they talked about it on Design Details. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, React is always on my mind. Uh, so this is a song. 
Um, I've been, you know, actually, I've been writing more React. Um, as y'all know, like I, I, Netlify, the app is built in React, so I have a lot of exposure to that in my day to day. But on my personal projects, I never really use it until now that I've been playing more and more with Framer X. Um, so actually, <laughs> like it was good. Uh, it was good. Uh, you know, translation of skills. Like, oh, I could use this that I know. Right here, it's been pretty. Pretty cool. I feel like it's still too early for me to even talk about it. I mean, Kevin, I, I don't think you have access to the beta just no, yet. No, I don't. We can probably try to get you on that. Um, but anyway, so it's still very early. So this is beta one so far out. And there's there are a couple things missing from beta one. So not every single feature is available right off the bat. Um, so it's still, it's, I mean, it shouldn't judge it on its current state. Uh, but so far, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, and um, there's cool things and not so cool things. That there's I have pickles <laughs> with it. Some aspects. I'm actually, as I go, I'm I have this uh, note that I'm adding my thoughts as I go to make sure I don't forget. And all of this to maybe lead to a very uh, interesting episode in where we could like properly review it. Um, maybe who knows? Yeah, someday. that'd be really fun. Um. So yeah, but React. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. So there's something about React to me, and this might not be like new to anyone listening to the show. I don't know, but that really works really well with like the designer brain. I find, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's like very component centric, um, mm-hmm. and it like it forces you to think in terms of like different levels of abstractions. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the atomic design kind of ideas of like you start with like yeah um you have like basic atoms right that are like your paragraph or your header something like that and then you compose these items like a button would be another atom um you compose these things and form molecules i think right or am i did i get this backwards I don't no, know. No, Anyways, you get what I'm right. talking about. Um, so you're just like by basically building on these building blocks and then creating these new components that are wrapping these other components um, mm-hmm. and then having like these different properties which reflect reflect like the state of the element or like some like specific things that that will vary based on the component. Like it, that whole way of thinking works so well for. I think anyone who's into design, like, it, or if you've used symbols and sketch or stuff like that, like that maps perfectly over to React. And I love the fact that like everything is in is grouped in the one component. That it's not like one style sheet that's like super far away, and then one like code file that these things like really live together. Well, that's not. Uh... I mean, it's not... That's not a React thing no, per se. No, but it's a, it's a design pattern that is possible with React that w- wasn't possible before. Right. I mean, like style components and stuff like that. Right. Um, sure. Uh, I feel like, as you mentioned, designer, this is a really uh, easy paradigm or way of thinking of things. Um, it maps really well to how designers think. Um, and, and I think we always thought this way, but... Even our design tools, as you mentioned, like sketch symbols and, and you know, components and design tools are kind of a novelty still. Uh, they're kind of new, right? Um, but designers, I think, always thought that way. Like when you think of a component, like mm-hmm. 
you think of a button. You don't think as a, oh, uh, the, that one rectangle with a label on it that maybe has a border in the rectangle or whatever. You think of a button. You think the nav bar. You think the header. You think well, you think in these blocks. Is that, but right? also the fact that like in previous world with like HTML and CSS, it's like this is, this code represents this button. But if I place this exact code somewhere else, the button might look completely different and do things completely different. And like that to me is like what like where it just doesn't seem to make sense to me anymore, right? Now where you're, you're talking React, about React. It's the, like this is the button is the button. Like this is what it is. And if you have another button, then it's a, either another component or it's a variation on this one. But like it makes makes that distinction very explicit, which I really mm -hmm. like. So yeah. Anyways, basically try react um it's it's pretty awesome i don't know what the learning curve is for someone who like has zero css or html experience like it might be going from like zero to 100 all of a sudden um yeah but like for anyone that at least has like some knowledge of html css it's it, like it takes a while to get used to it but once you do it works really nicely no, agreed. And yes, it's if you don't know, like if you're completely new to code, oof, there's you know, <laughs> there's quite a lot of things that you have to 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 learn first. And most of these like online courses and some of these guides, you know, some of them don't really design for a complete you know beginner to code in itself. But you know that this. The friend of the show, uh, well, I don't know if he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of mine. By <laughs> <So, laughs> is a friend of the show. Uh, Mangto, he 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 wrote uh, this uh, book called uh, Design Code, right? DesignCode.io, I think. Yeah. Um, it started as like learn Sketch and then learn uh, Swift. And then uh, he ended up expanding the book and wrote a second whole new book. And now it, he keeps adding chapters to this book. And now he, you can learn stuff like there's a, a chapter on AR kit and like basically building 3D stuff in AR for iOS. There's like, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff there and it's, it's invaluable resource. I think it's a really good resource because uh, it's written for designers, right? Which is great. Yep. Um, and he just recently, like I feel like less than a month ago, he released a new chapter and it's all uh, over React. So he covers designing something really quick in Figma and then uh, writing. He effectively uh, writes its own website, like the design code website uh, in React and, and, and teaches you how to do it. So I feel like the way it's written and framed, um, it's... I think it's it's good. It's easy to follow, very easy to follow. Uh, but also, he doesn't really like. You start with uh, Gatsby, which uh, Kevin, yep. you're familiar with. You use Gatsby now on your website, so it's it's like a like a a React based static site generator, which is, it comes with a lot of cool stuff right off the bat, so you can get started pretty easily. Um, but so anyway, you're not going to understand everything about React or Gatsby in like build tools and stuff. But you'll know what you need to know to to uh you know to get started and have something up and then he also covers stripe he covers the point to netlify <sighs> sponsored no it's not it wasn't sponsored netlify has <laughs> been great cool. by the way Thanks, man. like it's been super awesome Thank using you. it i really enjoy it i want to switch everything over to it like it's just it's really awesome next stop layout website <laughs> yeah well yeah absolutely i want to rewrite the whole thing 
Um, like, I'm I, I am, and I'm thinking it will actually be pretty easy. Um, cause now I know like how Gatsby works. I know mm-hmm. how react works, uh, and that will actually make things, some things like a lot easier, uh, for the website. I want to help out with so, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the yeah. trickiest thing would be RSS feeds and stuff and keeping that all, uh, again, I know nothing about RSS, so I'm just assuming because I don't know, I also I assume it's going to be tricky. <laughs> uh, there's Gatsby, uh, plugins for RSS, I think. All right. All right. So anyway, um, if you want to get on React, uh, Mangto's uh, book, I'm going to put a link in the show notes, pretty cool. Uh, also, something that's pretty cool is um, there's this website called reactfordesigners.com. Again, linked in the show notes. It's basically this one person, uh, what's, what's his name? Zach Johnston. Um, he's a designer uh, at Dropbox. He puts together this page like with a bunch of resources for you to get started. Again, like framed for <laughs> designers who want to get started they talked about that on design details exactly. really god damn it hey design details get off my lawn <laughs> i know i know right stepping on we our were toes here. we are here first okay <laughs> just kidding we love you um <laughs> so anyway uh this is pretty cool and you're like but uh, rafa why do i have to learn <laughs> react you don't you don't have to learn react that's the whole thing that way nobody um, speaks that way like like not trolls but like people who I feel like I need we'll to argue like, on Twitter. Sound like talk this. to your friends more or like your family. And I'm going <laughs> to find like there is one person in your life that speaks this way. And I want to know who. I don't know where I picked this up. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's like when they argue on Twitter, <laughs> like they're just being, you know. Ugh. So anyway, this is how I, But why should I learn React? Um, you don't have to learn React, but it's a very cool thing to learn. It's ready for the web. And like we said, uh, this Mindset is pre- it maps pretty well how designers usually think. And also, if you want to get on the Framer X bandwagon, uh, it's going to be a very useful skill to have. So, um, yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, let's get to our recommendation. Yeah, let's. So, Rafa, why don't you get us started? Yeah, because you haven't added yours yet. I have um, some. I have some. Okay, okay. My recommendation uh, is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I think that's the name. Uh, the, the last Mission, Mission Impossible is in theaters right now. Um, Mission Impossible, Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. <laughs> Fallout 4, whatever the, the last Fallout, the video game, you know. Anyway, um, Mission Impossible. I don't know if you are a fan or not. Um, I wasn't a fan. I love of, Mission Impossible. All right, cool. Me, me too. Now I do. I wasn't a fan like in the first... In the first couple of ones, I really didn't. It, I mean, fine. It's it's a very normal action movie. Um, but like, Mission Impossible is one of those franchises that, with every single new movie, it gets better. Like, it, it gets way better. And like for the the last, I think it started Mission Impossible three. I think that's that's where it started to get good. And like, they are just really good action and heist movies. Like, I think that's the secret. It's not just an action mm-hmm. movie. It's a heist movie, right? Um, and it's been it's been so good, and Tom Cruise is so good at this. It's amazing, like yeah. the way he runs, the way he does. You know, of course, there's, there's like a meme, but he does all the not all, but most of the crazy stunts. He he really wants to do that himself, and I feel like with every single movie, you try to top the the big stunt of the previous movie. So on the previous one, uh, you had him strapped to the outside of a plane while the plane took off. Mm-hmm. That was a stunt, a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this one, 
I think I can say because it's it's on it's on all the trailers. But like he, Tom Cruise, um, practiced uh, like jumping out of a plane. It's called um, God damn it, what's it called? It's like a military thing term when you have to infiltrate a country. So you fly really low and you jump off a plane, whatever. There's a name for the jump. Mm. It's like a military uh, term. I don't know. Okay. You basically jump out of a plane. Sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Tom Cruise jumped over. I think he jumped. He made over a hundred jumps in preparation for the movie. Whoa! And like in the movie, it's like one hit in one take. Wait, yeah, so like, he's in the plane and then just jumps out? Yeah. No parachute. No nothing. No, he has a parachute, but oh, it has a parachute. You know, okay. Yeah. So he's jumping out over Paris. So it's one single take. You're inside the plane with him. Okay. And he just just goes, runs, and jumps out of the plane. And the cameraman follows him. So you, uh-huh. it's one continuous take, and you see him falling down. Like <laughs> from you start on the plane and you you finish on land. Damn. It's yeah, it's impressive. amazing. Uh, and it's not that wasn't the only big stunt. But anyway, I'll leave that. To right, them. right. So anywho, I feel like. This movie is the the best looking Mission Impossible so far. Like I saw it in IMAX, and I, uh, I, I, if you can watch it on IMAX, I feel like you should. Cause really? The, yeah, it was really, really. Oh wait, really is good. it IMAX 3D or not 3D? I watched it in 3D. It's really hard to to find a 2D IMAX movie. It's not yeah. impossible. It's not a Mission Impossible, but <laughs> hey, they... no, I don't deserve. Edit that, Bell. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> leave it in okay uh, the only movie that I was able to, to watch to the IMAX was the Star Wars one and it was like this special screening um, mm-hmm. so it's really hard I don't know if you can I'm but, really uh, looking forward to the new Star Wars yeah because uh, JJ back JJ's back JJ's back JJ boy yeah <laughs> and uh, wait did we talk about this no we didn't even talk about Solo bro <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh yeah I wonder whose fault is that yeah, uh, well, I had a fall out. <laughs> no, leave it in. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll listen to this part to make sure that you did. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but they announced the cast for the new episode. Mm. And one interesting part. Oh in, shit! In I haven't that seen that casting. Because um, it's like you know, <laughs> most of the people you know are back. <laughs> um, do Do we have a title for the name for the movie? No, we don't have a title for the name. So uh, I have to Google Star Wars episode. Episode nine? whatever episode we're on. Um, nine. And so one of the things that they announced is that while um, Carrie Fisher will not be um, like CGI'd, like CGI'd <laughs> or uh, replaced, mm-hmm. she uh, Princess Leia will be part of the movie and they will give her character a satisfactory ending. However, they're going to uh, reuse old footage, right? They're going to use old footage, mm-hmm. not from the the movie that came before it. So not from Ryan Johnson's movie. So they will use old footage from JJ's movie. How is, much do you think that JJ will undermine Ryan Johnson's work here? So maybe this is just like this kind of fan fiction <laughs> dream kind of thing. but. There's, I feel like there's a lot of smoke here. It's, it seems like these two directors don't like each other very much. <laughs> um, and so JJ is back and he's using his footage <laughs> for Princess Leia and he will take back control over the story. And honestly, if you ask me, I think that's for the best. I don't. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson was just like not a good director for Star Wars. I disagree. I really liked The Last Jedi. What? And this li- movie was the worst. It wasn't so the worst. Bad. I don't. I don't agree with that. Okay. Right, I no. like that the, the new direction it was taking Star Wars to. Uh, I like that because JJ was like, you know, we it was great, but honestly, if of course this wouldn't make sense plot wise, but if if Force Awakens would be coming out after The Last Jedi, meaning you were not like starving for new Star Wars anymore, right? You were, you know, you had plenty of Star Wars, <laughs> so you were you were full, you were you were satisfied with it. I don't feel like the Force Awakens would land. You were, you were kind of like even like a little bit the de- de- disillusioned about Star Wars. You're like, oh god. No, I we mean, just I had all these prequels. All right. One what more. I'm trying to say is, when the Force Awakens came out, it was not. We weren't just watching a new Star Wars movie. We were right, watching yeah. a new Star Wars movie from a franchise that you all loved and you thought you would never watch one of these movies again it was very emotional and mm-hmm. as much as you want to rationalize you it and rewatch like, it like it is a great movie oh i've re- i've seen that movie plenty it of times. is such a good movie like does so many smart things with like setting up characters like building the relationship with them like they have clear motivations they have like a character arc from beginning to end like it is it is a competently made movie which Agreed. i feel like i couldn't say from the last jedi <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, I don't Last disagree. It doesn't go anywhere. Has no purpose. Like it, it might as well not have happened, and everything stays the same. I think if if JJ comes back and basically says, "Yeah, Ryan, I see what you did there," but no, uh, if he completely dismissed and just like, "Yeah," and one way you could do that would be like bring Luke back, which we know he's cast. Oh. But like, no, he's not going to do that. Anyway, but he this this feud that's going on, and maybe it's it's all in our imagination. Like, there's actually no feud, and everything's fine, and they love each other. But like, I don't think this this can be worrisome for the trilogy in itself, because we know that this is the last trilogy with you know this is the trilogy the the like the the passing over to the new generation. So you see, this is very much still a story about Luke, Leia, and Solo. Um, so. We're not going to have this opportunity never again. Like, this is the trilogy. And the new trilogy you... will be led by Ryan Johnson. Hey. Right. <laughs> but, like, oh, I don't want JJ to screw this up. He's not. He's not, though. I think he's professional enough that, like, he's not going to, like, just try to spite <laughs> Ryan Johnson and make a bad movie because of that. Um, but how crazy is it that this is going to be the last movie that we see with Finn and Ray and BB-8? Yeah. Right? Like Yeah. That seems that seems nuts to me and it seems like we've totally have a missed opportunity with the middle one. <laughs> it is true. That is a good point. I, I don't know. Yeah, I keep just, forgetting about that. We like we're never going to see these characters again. But you know what? Like with the exception of Obi-Wan, you know, Luke and Darth Vader and all, they also had just three movies. Well, Darth Vader is no Luke had way more movies Luke had well three and now this next three but like in the early days you know you had Luke for and for the longest time you just had all these characters for three movies you know because it took a while for him to 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 Mm -hmm. go to get to the prequel so and when you look back it's like yeah that was okay that's fine so maybe 
part of me was like, but yeah, they let's had like a satisfactory one. arc. And well, they, yeah, let's see. <laughs> we don't know yeah. what's going to happen to their arc. I, I just find that this middle one is. <laughs> Anyway, is this your recommendation, sir, to complain no. about Star Wars? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Continue complaining about Star Wars. Um, no, so my recommendation this week is that uh, it's not even an album, uh, but it's these uh, four songs that Chance the Rapper released out of the mm. blue. It's like this. Um, he's released them a while ago. And I've yeah. been, I've just like, I don't know why I didn't recommend them when they came out, but I've been listening to them a lot. Um, so it's I Might Need Security, Wallachem, Workout, and 65th and Ingleside. Um, and I'm just such a huge Chance the Rapper fan. The cover is great. The songs are great. It's if you love Covers Chance the Rapper, or even if you don't, like, I think these are just great songs. Uh, so yeah, give them I didn't like it as much as I did like his album. They, okay, they're less mainstream, mm-hmm. but just listen, listen to them like for a few times uh and you'll come to really like them hey do you have you checked the your friends mix yet my friends mix. oh on, yes yes yeah yeah apple music it's so pretty, pretty I have great that on the mac but i don't have it on my phone yet somehow you have mojave on your mac mojave uh no i don't oh see i thought it was a beta thing because i don't have it on my iMac. But I do have it on my Wait, well, me, laptop me running Mojave. They're just spinning right now. Uh, but one thing you can do is, so on your phone or whatever you have it, you can subscribe to the playlist and then it will appear on your other devices as well. Even if you don't, they don't appear like featured on oh, the well, For You section. Oh, for my Mac. Oh, <laughs> Friends oh. Mix. <laughs> Weird. It shows up in Recently Played, so... I guess I guess I have it. <laughs> uh let me add it here to my list or um yeah. Am okay. I featured in your in your playlist? You are not. <laughs> really? How many friends no. do you have on Apple Music? Not very much. Then uh, how? <laughs> I have uh George Kennenberg three or whatever, J K three. I have uh Marshall, Marshall Bach. I have God my damn friend Charlie. And that's it. <laughs> What? Um, I think so, I have okay. you. On so mine. you're so yeah. you're a big fan of these social features for mm-hmm. um, the apps like this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to admit, I am not <laughs> like all this. I turn off all the social features from RDO, all that stuff. I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, you monster. Or not that I don't want it, but I just find it really hard to to follow people that have similar music tastes as i have and i find that following just a lot of my friends doesn't necessarily i feel like it doesn't necessarily correlate that well i like my friends tastes well like because okay let me let me search for you rafa oh no please don't do that oh man that's it's always very um very risky wait are you oh you're here yeah so like i mean i don't know maybe we do have similar music tastes uh so let's see july 2018 let's see what are you listening to okay odessa i can get behind that uh panic at the disco <laughs> uh okay i like, well, like whatever. three songs of that album i'm not gonna, gonna go through all of it but but basically i find that it, there's 
less like for example like all the recommendations that it's recommending me is like the people that i follow on twitter <laughs> it's like most of these people i would not want recommendations from what they want like i don't want your rock recommendations and i don't want your like indie weird music like i don't know like there's it's really tough to find the people that like similar music as you do uh and i find that using the social networks that i already have to try to connect them just isn't really working out for me that being said one thing that i think is cool about the the apple music take on this is it doesn't seem to be surfacing everything no it seems to try to match with your personal taste yes so only surfacing the things that your friends are listening to that you're likely to like which is which genius. to me is genius and is the best way to approach this feature. And it's the only way to actually make it useful for me. Cause so. absolutely. So, uh, I would say just give it a try, even if you're not very confident that will, that you will enjoy it. Cause when I looked at it here, it was like, for example, Federico Vitici, I follow him on Apple music for some reason. I really don't like his taste cause he's, right. uh, exactly. he just listens yeah. to freaking, uh, uh, Oasis and like some, some, that's that for cutie and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but no, I don't I don't remember. I had a recommendation for him. It was fine. Uh, like you've been listening to a lot of Chance for some reason. It's not that I don't listen to Chance or don't dislike it, but the, my recommendation from you is uh, Pink Lemonade by James Bay. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I listen to that. I also, I have No Tears Left to Cry from Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande from you. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And and Sam Sam is here a lot with some Psycho. Like we'll never say no to Psycho and Alche and stuff. So um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, a pretty cool feature. And yeah. Like, also, like, I, like one one thing I do wonder though is like, how does it get these songs? So for example, like the that Ariana Grande song. Maybe I've listened to it like once or twice. Yeah. No, I I tweeted <laughs> like, about this. How um, does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. You know, Greg Greg Barbosa. Um, Mm-hmm. He tweeted like a screenshot of uh, his of his mix, and I was there, and I was like, "This one weird song." I didn't even recognize the song. Like, wait, what song is that? And I listened to it. <laughs> right. And I, was like, I listened to that song exactly once, but I added to a playlist right right there and then. So maybe okay. that influenced the algorithm. Like, if you listen to something and you very early on add it to a playlist, it's probably because you really liked it. I don't know. Right. Just trying to decode. The, yeah. Or part of me things that maybe the way that it works is they're trying to recommend you stuff that you might like and then matching it with like what your friends have listened to so basically maybe apple music thinks that like greg likes this song and then is looking at oh is there a friend of his that listens to it and then it sees mm. you okay cool like then they show your picture maybe that it starts with the recommendation not with the people maybe i don't know that would that would be one way to do it Anyway, uh, interesting. interesting. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. And honestly, the the playlist that I got, like, it is all songs that I like, pretty much. Like, so it's, it's, not it's not it's not so great for discovery, I guess, for me, because it's mostly songs that I already know. Um, but um, but yeah, it's it's good songs. So, Boom. yeah, pretty sweet. Okay, uh, we reached the end of this show. It's been a long one, uh, but fun one. Uh, the drugs didn't kick in. Like I, I didn't fall asleep, so that's very positive. Oh, I, that's good. I, feel, I think we can call this a success. Um, a six it, S. 
Success, yes. Um, <laughs> do you think they'll call the iPhone XS? <laughs> no. Like, it's Surely excessively th- good. Or like extra small, you know? Like, mm. it doesn't make sense to introduce a bigger phone that's like, I the iPhone X, or it's not even XS, the iPhone XS Plus. XS <laughs> <laughs> Plus. Anyway, I'll cut this out. Uh, if you want, if you want to get in touch my, with us, my guess is they they're just gonna keep calling it iPhone ten and ten plus. It's like, it's like the new iPhone ten and ten plus. But now, but but now they're gonna have. I feel like what made the iPhone ten the iPhone ten is the notch, the edge to edge design, and the lack of a home button. Yeah. That's what ma- makes it an X. And a, oh man, did I say X? Yes, we're calling That's what it makes X. it a like ten that. and not an eight. And so, yeah. if if we were to, if these rumors are to be trusted, it means that the next three new models, they're all going to have a notch, and they're all going to have, mm-hmm. or they're not going to have a home button and all. Um, yeah. But I guess the middle one is going to be an LCD instead of OLED. Whatever. Um, and that it doesn't have the dual camera. Be so weird. I feel like good luck explaining to like a real human what the difference is between all these phones. Yeah. I feel like it's a camera. Like one has a worse camera. Boom. Ship it. And probably doesn't have the uh, tap to display to awake and stuff. Um, right. But well, but uh, I don't know about that. I feel like that's a must have. But um, but like a, a normal person shows up in a store and they see these three phones that like because there's not that much difference between the normal size one and the plus size one. And if you add one size in the middle, then it becomes like really tricky to see like how much more or less space you're getting on one or another. And then people saying like, okay, they all have a knot. Like they all look very similar to one another. Okay. Sure. One, like the middle one only has one camera instead of two. Like, why like it seems like it makes no sense and like this one that that is bigger than the small one like the middle one is bigger yeah. but less expensive like, yeah, it's cause, just, cause like for people it's very easy for people to make the connection of like the bigger the more expensive yes. fine right and yes. and historically in iphones is like sure the plus you might not prefer the plus, but usually the plus is well. It's always more expensive, and uh, usually has more features like a uh, right. video stabilization, the camera stabilization, and whatever, whatever. It was the first one with two cameras, right? Um, yeah. So it's usually also the better one, uh, feature-wise. But yeah, now if if that correlation is untrue, if like it's not the bigger it is, the better it is. It's weird. Yeah. Like, well, the smallest and the biggest yeah. are and the best. And try to explain someone the difference between an LCD screen and an OLED screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, good luck selling that happen. and naming yeah. that. One thing that I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the promotion display on the iPhone. Do you think, do you think it's coming? I'm going to say yes. I think it's coming. Only because I don't think there's very many features that they can add to the iPhone 10 at this stage. I don't know if it's that uh, if it's that easy to add promotion to a OLED. I think mm. I think it's trickier from what question. I've read. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm going to be honest, Kevin. I have an iPad Pro here with promotion. Yeah, and I've had it for a while now. I mm. I don't I oh I don't God, see no, it. Rafa. I use one for like 30 seconds in an Apple store and I've been ruined forever. <laughs> I mean, the first time I used it, I was, I was looking for it like, huh, let me see this promotion thing. It was like, mm. oh yeah, yeah, cool. But like once the novelty wears off and like, it's just a, a new device, it's just a device that is here and I use it. 
I don't, like, I don't see it. Like, I don't feel it day to day. It was not like once you go retina, every other screen looks gross immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not, surely it's not, it's not as bad. But it's, but it's as soon as something moves, then it looks gross. I don't know. I guess I'm just getting old in my eyes or not. It's good. Maybe you are. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, for me, uh, it, <laughs> like, honestly, if, if the iPhone has promotion, like, I would seriously consider upgrading just for that feature. <laughs> but for people listening to this and they have no idea what promotion is, is the refresh rate of the screen. So right. the iPad Pro yeah, so, have a okay. 60 So what I want from, from the iPhone, the iPhone 10X plus size, <laughs> whatever. Um, I want faster face ID. I want face ID that works when I'm holding my phone really close to my face because I'm in my bed and I don't have my glasses and I <laughs> can't see. So I'm holding my phone really close. Um, I want, did I say promotion already? Anyways, I want that. And uh, yeah, more battery life, I guess. Hey, That's I got a question for you. Man, this show is going to last forever. Not gonna happen, but. <sighs> this show will never end. A uh, question for you. If, if the new, so there's a new iPhone 10 model same size, exactly same, you know, size as the the current iPhone 10. And there's the X, the plus, the bigger one. And if they have the exact same specs, so everything, the only difference is the size. Uh, would you get the the big one? So, okay. What I'm going to end up doing is probably buy two phones. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't decide. I, un- until I use them. So right now I'm really happy with the size of the current mm-hmm. iPhone X. Uh, <laughs> current iPhone X. Uh, I And whenever I pull out my old Plus, it's just like, Jesus, this is so big. This is so unwieldy. But I felt the exact same before when I had the 6 and then I upgraded to the plus I felt like oh my god this thing is like so big and so unwieldy and then I used it for a week and I was like oh my god I'm never going back to a smaller phone so there's so many jokes here yeah it's going to be a really hard call which is why I think I'm going to buy the two models and then just return the one that I end up not but you're robbing someone this. from being able to have an iPhone Sorry, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just wake wake up and at three a.m. like everyone else and just order your phone. Like that's all right. Well, okay. I feel like we're gonna have more things to talk about on this topic. Anyway, we have Hopefully. to finish I'm the show. This, this show is sure. this episode is forever long. Just see the new smart connector. No, actually, didn't. What? No. It's so okay. Imagine this we is your iPad, this. right? Right. Your lightning port is here. Mm-hmm. The smart connector would be here. It would be behind, in the back, right here. Just there or also just there. on the current? No, just there. On, like, the portrait side, not the, not the landscape side. Are we certain that's the smart connector? Well, there's no other connector on the device. So how are you going to do the keyboard? We're going to have a little tab? Well, <laughs> People have been mocking up um, uh, mock-ups of an iPad on like as uh, uh, sitting down like uh, in portrait mode with like a portrait keyboard. <laughs> That's like way more rows <laughs> because it doesn't fit. 
<laughs> so instead of being a QWERTY <laughs> keyboard, funny. it's like a weird like. Imagine like take your your existing keyboard, cut it in half, and then put the bottom half <laughs> below the top half. <laughs> hey, but you uh, know what? The first ever like the the original iPad they shipped with the, yeah. this external keyboard. I had one of those, and it was yeah. in in portrait. Yeah, exactly. Landscape. So. so. People are thinking that that might happen. My guess is is just that the case has been redesigned, and so that the the way that it connects, it connects differently with the the case or the cover, mm-hmm. and it just like covers half of the back, and then just like connects in right. like over the port that way. So it's still a landscape, but it's just the port's placed slightly differently. Yeah, um, I hope I hope they do that, and also they weird. they kind of change the layout, like how that case um folds because it's still so weird that in the like when you're not using the keyboard when it's just a case mm-hmm. it's uneven like there's a taller right side. Yeah. It's, it's it's just a weird product i'm not a big fan i like how the keyboard feels and i like mm-hmm. the fact that like there's it's one single uh you know material there's no there's no holes in the keyboard there's no it is kind of it's not really no, a body it's like no, a no holes for crumbs to get into i know right all keyboards will be like that going forward i actually quite enjoyed the feeling of that keyboard but but um like as a case as a the folding mechanism it's it's just weird it's not great mm-hmm. anyway speaking of keyboards no speaking of ending this episode <laughs> yeah so you haven't uh ruined your keyboard Everything's uh no no I gotta be honest. I like I I can see crumbs or debris, the things inside the keys, and I'm really oh, scared. <laughs> like I can. Okay, that's where. Like in the light, you can see how the you know the, the backlit. Um, in the, like in the light, you can see little things there, and I'm like, ah, uh, what is that? <laughs> but uh, but uh, so far so nada. I mean, I had this for a month or whatever. It's come on. Cool. Yeah, I mean, also no problems here. So knock mm-hmm. on wood. But also, I think like even though I got this keyboard, this laptop a week before the 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 new models, I still think this is a there was like a an iteration on the keyboard from the oh, yeah. earlier yeah, models. That's what I feel been like. saying. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe they are still uh, new enough that there are not a lot of reports. It's covered on that new warranty thing, but who knows? Anyway. Dude, you have to end this. So I'm going to go through the outro, and if you talk, I'll edit you out. Um, This is it for the show, finally. Uh, Thanks for sticking by to the end. If you want to get in touch with us and ask us questions or just be part of the conversation or, like, let us know your recommendations or uh, whatever, what do you think the new iPhones are going to be named, uh, you can do so by visiting our own uh, little uh what do you call it? Channel thing on Spectrum? You can go to spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout. Uh, and we're going to have a little, little topic so we can create your own. Like, um, you know, let's, let's chat. We should give shout outs. We should. Let's give shout outs. To whom? Jason Rutherford, who uh, sent us a very nice tweet. Uh, Listen to his first episode of Layout. Um, so thanks for uh, being on board and listening to the show. This is awesome. Um, Thank you. And I think we Jason. had. Did we have another one? Uh, Kurt, let us know that uh, we have an SSL problem <laughs> with the website. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. We Apologies. have to get on this. We have to um, fix this. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, GitHub pages. Blame it on a GitHub. 
Oh, it's on GitHub. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they. Yeah. All right, wait. Are we on GitHub pages or are we <laughs> no, on something Heroku. Else? Heroku. Oh, we're on a Heroku. So never mind. I take it back. GitHub. <laughs> <You're nice. laughs> um. Yeah, Heroku is not. Mm-hmm. You know, not Netlify. And everyone, uh, thanks everyone who who got in touch uh, in our uh, Spectrum thing for the layout redesign your website month. Okay, you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at layoutfm. I am at Rafahari, and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. If you want to follow us and get in touch, you can find uh, show notes. Like if you're if you don't know what we're talking about, when we say show notes, is uh, you know for every single episode we have a list of all the links and things that we talked about and mentioned. Uh, you can visit those links and so those... you open your browser. <laughs> Yeah, you go you go to your browser and in the in the little uh search thing you type layout.fm you hit return and you're going to be taken to a website that Kevin just recently designed in their website there's a there's a link in a page for every single episode and there you can find the show notes links um or you can just open on your podcast if you listen to this on your phone or something this episode is once again sponsored by Envision Studio. So our huge thanks to Envision Studio for sponsoring Layout once again. And if you want to find out more about this nifty tool, you can do so by visiting uh, envisionapp.com slash studio. Again, go to a browser, envisionapp.com slash studio to learn more. Lastly, this show is part of the Spec FM network, which is a network uh, by our dear friends in where they have a bunch of podcasts and resources and now that oh 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 they just have a they just added a new job board as well so you can uh, check all that out uh, by uh, going you know you open your browser and you type in spec.fm hit return it's going to load and there you can see podcasts you can see resources and um, now in the navigation bar up there you have a thing called jobs it's a new thing uh, and uh, that's it that's it for the show Thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for uh, for th- for being a friend and always being there, even when I'm drugged. <laughs> anytime, anytime, my friend. Bienvenue à Layout, une émission balado-diffusion sur le monde du design, de la technologie et tout autre sujet. <laughs> Our uh, intro doesn't translate very well. Hey, does. It was uh, très, très bon. Très bien. Très, très bon. Très, très bien. Yeah, that works. Très bien. <laughs>